Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. This is not going to have, you know, I just realized, and what? we could just not tell anyone about it, I suppose, but like on the end of the last episode we taped, we said that we were going to do <laughs> TLC Then and Now. Then and Now. The oh, Learning Channel, like, yes, what was their right. lineup? But, but We've been catching up after the end. Here's the thing. I'm just going to say it right now. I ordered... For fifteen dollars, I spent fifteen of my own fifteen dollars of my own money yes. on this podcast. Yes, uh, there Just is turn a, it into HR. There Wait. is a book, okay, that I, I don't want to know what poor fellow had to put this together. But there is a book that is just every TV show that's ever aired and when it aired. Okay, that's just what the book is. So it, is that's, it, that's is the it just only the thing big the book spreadsheet style, like just dink 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 dink. Kind of, I or think, is there like stories? I think it's sort of like a cut and Synopsis. paste of like the TV guide list. You know how they have those oh. little things? It's like a really shit yeah. uh, thing that that I guess the studio provide the the network provided to yeah. TV guide to say like here's the listing is. I think it's that. But I don't know. Maybe right. it's actually – I don't know what it is. But point being, I couldn't find online anything that said when TLC started running programs. And it's hard to say what we even mean by that because there's two. There's when NASA started it. Right. Whatever, right. And then there was slightly later it got branded the Learning Channel. Right. So we'll have to look at three things basically. The first like week that yeah. this thing was on the air. Yeah. Then when it – actually was called TLC. You know, we may and be, then now. We may be wrong. It could we could get it and we're like, hey, the first show on was yes. my six hundred pound astronaut right. or yes. something. Yes, right? yes. Absolutely. My chubby astronaut yeah. or yes. real world right. Saturn's rings. Yeah. Like, like we don't know. There's something called like Mars or not. And it's just like <laughs> right. they take a thing and like there's some people sitting around talking about whether it could exist on Mars or not. Yeah. It's just like complete garbage. Well uh, there there's a long running <clears throat> thing online that you see where people take pictures of synopsises in those little TV guy online, you know, uh, uh, mm. online guides. You know, when you're like in the direct TV. Thing oh, right, right, around. okay. Uh, I and see where on a TiVo or something. Yeah, like that. and okay. then somebody gets those, but there are cases where the people just give up, and so it'll be oh, like totally. friends, and it's like yeah. Chandler does something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That'll be the exact yeah, yeah. description. Well, the yeah. those on Netflix. Has the yeah, weirdest that's ones. I've sent you those before where they were yeah. like the synopsis for No Country for Old Men was like something about the main guy that it says, but a, but a man with weird hair thinks otherwise or something. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Did you, do you know what this movie is? It's like, yeah. there's no weird hair. Like, unless you're talking about, I mean, I'm assuming they're talking about, um, uh, what the hell, what the hell's his name? I can't remember his oh, name. Yeah. The character's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier Bartem's character. Uh, yeah, right. I don't remember either. It's been too long since the movie. But point being, I'm sure they were talking about him, but like that that's I, what you thought of? You thought of him as said the character with weird hair of I all wonder, the things you could have remembered. It's also kind of shitty. I wonder like if the next uh, Writer's Guild suit will be about, listen, you dickheads, yeah. use our synopsis right, right, that we right. put on yeah. the goddamn DVD yeah. listing and don't yeah. make some shit up yeah, by exactly. some intern who's tired. I've seen numerous of those on Netflix, yeah. so I don't know. It might be like some AI description thing and the only metric <laughs> is are you more likely to click right. through on it? Right. And maybe they're like, yeah, the accurate description of No Country for Old Men just didn't get any clicks. Right. So, so now weird it, hair it says big time. weird hair and it, we got all these clicks, yeah. so that's what we're going with. I could believe it. Um, so anyway, that is coming. When that book arrives, I will see if I can use it to piece together the accurate 
listing of what TLC aired in its first week as TLC. Okay. We'll see what happens. When the book gets here. Obviously, we can find out TLC's current programming because yeah. that's online. Yes, so that's, that's easy to get. That's right. Um, so today we're going to talk about a medical, you know, we've tackled medical stories in the Jeff and Casey absolutely, um, absolutely. universe. And we I like to think of us as one of the most trusted sources for medical time. information, especially if the, it is, shall we say, technology and medicine, the yes. intersection of those two things. Well, let's start with one thing before we get to the, the story. The bleeding edge, pun intended. The, the, on the bleeding edge, today, uh, I received, out of the blue, I walk, oh, into, yes. I walk into my office here at Rad Game Tools. That's right. And there is a little it's like a little rectangular box with blue and it looks very much like a uh prescription like it that does. you get like yeah. i don't know you i don't know it kind of reminds me of like the little packages you get like a set yes. of birth control pills or something like that it, it it's basically it's it like looks, a white it looks like a package that um flat pills in one of those metal like the they have the metal backing yeah. that you push the pills out of it looks like the box that that would come in but specifically Designed to look like one that is only prescription, doesn't have a yeah. name brand written on it. Like, yeah. Just has like a doctor's kind, like a, a I'm sorry, a pharmacist printout sticker almost. Right. Like that. So, so, so something serious. Like you, it looks like a, a drug that isn't just Sudafed or something. Yeah, right? yeah. And it was sitting on my, my – right in front of my keyboard and I thought, oh, fuck. Uh, I guess I ordered a prescription and yeah. it came here instead right. of the house or something. And yes. I look at it. And the first thing is it says up in the corner, ThinkPad Pharmaceuticals. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? And I yeah. still don't know what it right. is. I still believe it's yeah. – so I read it and, and it says end user itis on it. <laughs> and then it said – and I'm like, what the – is this an ad? And then it says Lenovo for large enterprise prescription RX recovery kit. Apply one X. 395 is that one of the think pads i'm sure perfect afflicted user medication will relieve end user itis prescription is designed to assist with all devices check if your check with your lenovo resident uh, representative if you require refills and then it says rx number x395 and I'm like, what the hell? And it even has an expiration date with some fake highlighting on it. Which I guarantee you that this offer is not going to expire, Jeff. Right. But well, yes. Then I turned it over and on the back. It just says Lenovo Windows 10. So I'm like, okay, this okay, is an ad, ad A. Yes. And B, if this was drugs and it was Windows nine, Windows 10. <laughs> I'm I, not taking I, it. I, I, well, no, I've taken it. I, <laughs> I've taken it for the last two years and that's been too many. Good point. But good, I, good point. Uh, then when you open it, they've embedded like a cheap – this is a little bit. I'm not going to play this. I want to this. I'm going to turn this down. It's it's got like an embedded display an Android device. Yeah. In the box. Yes. So it looks like a paper box, a yes. prescription box. When you open it inside, they have a display. And I've seen this yeah. before with Roma when they yeah. did their thing last year for the Academy Awards. It was this right. big paper box that you opened up and yeah. then it played the trailer of the movie. So I'm just going to go so, ahead and assume, and I have no idea, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume that like, you know how there's all these things now about like, we're green. So when you send your iPhone back <laughs> to Apple, like we recycle, that's where it's going. Like that's somebody's <laughs> phone. Well, we from like five years ago, yeah. that's the phone. Now, if I remember right, so the Roma mm. one, when I opened it up and reprogrammed it, because I made it open up and play other things. Oh, awesome. Let's just say other things. Okay. But uh, 
all it was was the screen from of well, and it was tablet size, so it was the screen. Yeah, from that a one was way more serious. Than glued this one. to the thing, yeah, and then ran down to like a little uh, Android, just the circuit board from some Android or Raspberry Pi, yeah, and then the thing that. This is why I'm saying, like, I guarantee you, like, someone's just like, there's some piece of recycle parts. place that's just popping the screens out of people's phones they've turned in and sticking them right. into these things. So, so it's, a, it's free. It's like I the figured, cost of goods is just you transferring the thing. Yeah. I, I, so yeah. the the then it plays this commercial when you open it, it plays this really badly acted, intentionally bad, but also you know when a company goes and they were like, we're gonna make something that's so bad that it's good, but then it's just so bad that it's bad and it's bad. Well, it's it's, it's the Microsoft company yeah. meeting video problem where they're yeah, like, right. They're like, let's, you know, let's be funny, but they don't understand how to make something like, I guess I don't know really what this is, but parody is something that actually requires you to understand what is funny about the thing you're parodying. Yes. And if you don't, then you're just more of the thing, whatever that <laughs> right, is, right? right? In other words, like you've become part of a larger thing that someone yeah. else will now have to parody. Right. And will yeah. if it ever gets out, and that is definitely where this is. Like it's in that uncomfortable space yes. of like you are trying to make it be sort of campy, but right. actually it's just really embarrassing. It's in the like the weird Advra parody, yes, Uncanny Valley, where you're just like yeah. this is not funny yeah. enough. It's not clear no. enough that what you're doing. I mean, you can obviously tell they're trying to be funny, but it's not. Well, and then it's yeah. then it's a long ad for like some new Lenovo laptop. And it so, also doesn't actually – so one of the problems with – the if I had to dissect what I think is usually wrong as a base structure for these sorts of things, which includes Microsoft company meetings and that video and a number of other things in this sort of general region, the biggest problem that I see with them is they think that it will still be a parody – even if they include all of their marketing bullet points in it. <laughs> right. But that's itself right. a parody, right. a thing that people parody. So you become the butt of the joke when you think you're being funny, right. but also including all of the things that marketing told you to include, right? So that's what strikes me on this one. They're like, they, they're like, oh, look at this funny office environment with these zany characters. But then they go through all of these actual problems right. that Lenovo wants to advertise on solving, like anti hacking or coffee right. spills and you're like now it just sounds it's like an, an infomercial yeah, right it's yeah. just you it's not a parody anymore right. at that point right it's also it's also i keep giving up it's like for i've gotten long. about three minutes in and given up every well the time. part that fascinates me and i just i i mean lenovo if you're listening t let me know because i'm really interested to know what the thought process was here the roma one as far as i recall you had to like open it up to do something with it, right? Yeah. This one actually has the USB charging port. Yeah, it has a few exposed ports. to the outside, as if somebody would recharge an ad for you. Like, right. they're like, "Oh shit, I this couldn't watch the ad because right. the battery again because right. the battery ran out." I watched it so many times, I ran the battery. I'm gonna go find that kind of plug and plug yeah, it in. It's, it's one of the also, fat USB. It's tubes. the fat yeah. USBs, which I yeah. can't remember what they're... They're really rare, actually. Yeah, they're not they're common. Not common. Oh, phones had them a lot. Uh, not phones, um, cameras. For, yes, yeah, cameras cam had them for a little while. camera weird USB yes. connector. Yes. So and I, I think I still actually have one of these cables just dangling from exactly. my thing just for to plug in. I can plug... This thing's so full of viruses. I'm sure you oh, plug totally. this in, it's just like... 
It's, Big time is it weird that a, that a thing that's supposed to look like medicine has viruses on it? That seems like a good Well, that's how irony. vaccines work, Casey. That's a good, <laughs> Let's that's pretend. A good point. No, Maybe they've is... taken a bunch of viruses and weakened them. Wait a minute. How come we don't right. have this We don't computing? have vaccines. Yeah, we right. need that for computing. Right, right. Weak versions of viruses that your machine will learn. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. <laughs> this will actually happen. I just realized this is another one of those Jeff and Casey shows, things we were trying to joke. So once we have virus, like, because we're going to have Symantec AI oh, just deployed. You know, that's that's going to be in yeah, everything yeah, yeah. eventually, right? Yeah. It's already part They already claim there. that it's there. They already for... claim, but eventually it will literally be just some really super shitty learning thing, and it doesn't work and whatever. But that will be the recommendation. Like, oh, just train it up. Because it has to learn. Right. You're going to have – you don't want to actually infect yourself because it won't right. learn in time. Right. So you'll have to take – like people have to pass around like weak versions right. of current viruses that just are kind of harmless but also, and, until the AI like figures learns. it out. Well, it's also – there's two things that the virus software does, right? Yeah. It has to detect it, which definitely weakened viruses. The other problem is the antivirus software itself needs to evolve into like not – erasing your hard drive right and being super slow so a lot of that ai is just going to be like hey you know semantic you reformatted my you you corrupted my boot record and they're just going to say well hold on let me put a no in the learning so that it can learn from that mistake only another hundred million fried hard drives later it won't do that anymore please be patient um yes yeah, I never thought about we don't we don't actually have the weakened virus thing anymore. And also, I just realized I guess I'm an anti-vaxxer because I go through uh, ridiculous extremes to prevent uh, Windows Defender from running on my machine because you can't. There's no way to turn it off anymore. Now right. it's, it's like it's really hard. You have to set a bunch of things. Yep. You have to reboot, delete some things. Then reboot, then delete some things. It's like a weird yes. multi-step thing yeah. where you delete another DLL. And I think I have – it's a three-stage thing to get it out of there completely. And then it just behaves oddly as well. So, I mean, well, you're giving up okay, a lot of stuff. So, here's a question for you, obviously. But I fight it all out. Completely yeah. off, to- off topic, but let me just ask this question. So, I'm assuming that Microsoft presumably provided some way – for, for example, Symantec or Norton or whoever the hell else. I don't know who's right. still doing this. Uh, McAfee, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or Kapersky. All the, there's all these mm-hmm. people. I don't know. I'm assuming that they provided some way for those people to install their shit virus detectors on Windows still. Because otherwise, yeah. we probably would have heard of it and they would have like complained to the FCC or something, right? But I think or Defender FCC. still runs no matter what. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't Never think mind. there's a way. I think they run in addition to... So you're telling me that Windows though. Defender will check the file and then Symantec will check the file? Well, I think w- when you're running it with Defender... The antivirus is running in kind of malware detection mode, not oh. antivirus. I don't know exactly. Because what I was going to say But I don't is, believe they go away. Defender yeah, is all right. on all the time. Because I was going to say is couldn't Rad just make something called non-Defender, which is just like a Un-defender. virus checker that does nothing <laughs> right. that you install so that Windows Defender doesn't run anymore because Avenger. it runs your thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, Windows which Offender. Just exits. Windows Offender. It's just so dumb, especially since nowadays – like the the main vector that has hit rad occasionally mm. is just people passing around license agreements in doc form, right? Okay. Yeah, that's the and most it common one. Office. And it gets Mitch. And so yep. Mitch is just siloed. And so it's really easy. I just right. if that happens, we just zap Mitch. Yep. It doesn't even hit our machines here. 
Um, it can still happen, but for the most part, programmers are now just trading links to docs. Yeah. Uh, I don't install Microsoft Office anymore. I don't even yeah, yeah, have yeah. it. Um, I don't even install LibreOffice. And yeah. so anybody that sends me a doc now, I just say, hey, can you just you know, print that to a PDF, a PDF. and send that to me? Uh, you know, I'm sure PDF's full of its own bullshit. Probably. But I don't use, I don't use Adobe Reader, so they'd have to know which. But anyway, it's, it's, it's uh, I, in 25 years, I've never been hit. Um, Mitch has been hit, I think, twice. And the hit for running this software is way more, is way worse, in my opinion, than otherwise, than, than that risk. Um, but I would absolutely I don't know, I don't know if everybody – I feel yeah. like all of them are worse than having a virus for the most part. I would part. agree with that most of yeah. the time. I think the only thing that's a little confusing to me is just like, well, I think the reason for that is just because they're not well made. Like if I mm. was going to make a virus, it probably would be one that would be really horrific to get because I would make one that you didn't really know was there for like yeah. decades Right. right. So the only question is like, yeah, I guess what we don't know is, are there really, really awesome viruses we just don't know yeah. about yet? And we all have them. And in about 10 years, everything is just going to go dark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because well, you could easily do that because the reason most of these viruses that people think are bad and know about are they're actually not. It's like Ebola, right? You melt down immediately and that's why not the whole world has it. But right. if you had this thing that like took a while to incubate, you'd have something more like AIDS, which is like way more dangerous because yeah. by the time you know you have it, it's too late to stop spreading it because you already did. Right. right? And so I, or, that would be the kind of thing I'd be more worried about is like the equivalent of a highly contagious but very latent many yeah. years incubation period that one we may all already have yeah. and for all i know i already have that well right? i i just just i don't know 10 years ago just decided this is all an impossible fight this is absolutely impossible there's yeah. no way to stop this full yeah. stop so we just air gapped all the accounting we air gapped all that stuff and it's a pain in the ass we're yep. running very but it does give you one nice thing is that we're running a very old version of Windows and a very old version of QuickBooks and a very old yes. version of our, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, our, our contact stuff. Yes. Because A, we can. B, as soon as, if I connected to the network, it would immediately disable uh, all this software would do its check to yes. see if it's still valid. And occasionally this causes problems. Like QuickBooks does phone home occasionally and you do have to do a thing. We have a button to put it on the internet, a hard switch. So I can do it, <laughs> let it check that license, and yes. then flip it off, and then so I'm good again. So we do exactly the same thing. We don't do it for virus prevention, although that's also good. But we actually do it because it's the only way to keep the machines running. In my oh, experience, right. if, if an artist machine plugs into the internet, that artist will be down at least one day a month. Yeah, just something will happen. That's my experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, f between Adobe, Wacom, and Windows. Wacom. Oh, the tablet people. Yeah, or yeah. Wacom. I don't yeah. know how I don't you know how you say it, but yeah. Between those, I think it's Wacom because I think they're, or we, I actually don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Point being, uh, between those three companies, and there is not an engineer who knows they're doing at any of those three. <laughs> I mean, they all left, right? The people who originally made the software, are go they're gone. Yeah. So none of those three companies has any idea what's going on at this point. Like between the Windows Inc. team, the Wacom driver team, neither of those two people know how a USB port works, I'm pretty sure at this point. <laughs> and they definitely don't know how the Windows input stack works at all. <laughs> And Adobe, who is yeah. out on a so far out on the planet orbit, I would encourage people if they haven't done this, if you want an amusing time, just look at like the settings folder of your Adobe Amazing. CC Photoshop installation. It is 
absolutely nuts. <laughs> I mean, we are talking like thousands of files yeah. for the settings. Yeah. Like, it, it's amazing these things run at all. And oftentimes they don't. If you ever go, like, I ha- since I have to keep one Photoshop machine running, if you ever actually try to IT administer a Photoshop machine and want to be relatively conscientious about it, the crap you will find of like bug reports <laughs> like this that you're just like, what is going on here? That, that's awesome. But it's like all the time. I told you, I think the crazy story of we were getting ready by South by Southwest, and I and oh yeah 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 yeah, and, and we were so this we is, had a this deadline. Is a pr- premiere, right? Premiere? No, we premiered at Sundance, but this was a no no couple, no pr- Adobe premiere. Adobe premiere. Yes, Sorry, yes. yeah. So yes, we were going yes. to South by. And we were recutting some stuff because Sundance was our first public showing. Yes. We recut some stuff. And and uh, the directors went right up to the last minute. And it was fine because the idea was we were going to render on my beef daddy, my right. big 64-core mega machine. Okay. And that was great. The All problem right. was we were in – our house was being fixed for leaks. Um, and so we were in this weird-ass Airbnb that only had – wireless internet but you brought the beef daddy machine beef daddy is there yes and uh, and it's fine because all the stuff is on these external hard drives just plug it in is that just how hollywood functions like on external hard drives yeah do you need to have a firewire card or something or is it usb3 now um it's mostly usb3 but i do have a firewire card you do have to have this stuff that lets you read mac format drives on because they're all like hfs everybody is on yeah is on mac format is it hfs what's the name Uh, i don't know what they're apple is that a new is it one? HFS a- was the AFS? old one. It's yeah, probably, it's like it's a new one. Yeah, I, I think the, I, I can't remember which ones. I think the like FAT32, the external drives are the old format anyway. Right. doesn't matter, but you need to have this to read it. And there's a good piece of software out there or some people that work on this. So I have to have that. Anyway, right. so I go, I plug it in. And so they go right up to the last second. And I say, no problem. They, Let's just get it this It goes rendered. right up to the last second a little more. And they call South by and say, hey, we're just going to upload to your server in uh in uh, their server is actually in Los Angeles so it's like okay we're just going to hand deliver right. the thing it, it, that's how tight we're going to be at okay. 10 a.m. so we're going like, to bring we're actually going to literally get in the bring car a at 9 a.m. and to, drive to okay. their offices um i'm imagining that this is actually not an unusual Hollywood scenario, though. This has probably happened yeah, on, like, major blockbusters. Someone had to fucking probably, run a, a thumb drive probably, to somebody. We right? pushed like, it a little bit, probably more than we, we should have. But we it was it was no problem. We had I'm just time. saying, if you did that, I mean, yeah. come on, right? Like, it's like... Well, I mean, you there know, there are massive movies where disaster strikes all the time. I'm and sure. It, you know. I'm sure. I'm just. I think part of it is like, hey, when you're working with an editor and just two directors by themselves in the middle of an Airbnb on a couch that is yeah, not, you know, it, it was it was pretty ad hoc. Is all maybe. I'm saying. Anyway, we get to it. I go and I'm like, no problem, no problem. They finish at 10 p.m. I know it takes about six hours to render the movie. No problem. We deliver it. We have to leave the house at yeah. 9 a.m. Of course, I get in there. And it goes, I'm sorry, you this version the the version that you yeah. saved this premiere file is a different version of premiere than of you have. It is. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And I call the editor, I'm like, did you update your machine? He's like, Yeah, I had to. I'm like, oh my fuck. So now I have to get a two gigabyte somehow download and now they don't have places you can download it anymore they used to have this thing where you're like right here's where you just go because right. i could have gone to a coffee shop put it on my laptop then right come back. right 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 so 
Um, but now it's like that weird Adobe like manager thing yeah. that runs. So yeah, now yeah. I have oh, point. Adobe Creative Cloud. Creative app. Cloud. It's like a little app. Like in the it's called tray. something. It has a name. Yeah. Anyway, so I need to use that, and so I have to use the machine. Yeah. I can't. There's no way to get it to the laptop. So either I have to pack up the Mac Daddy, three monitors, like a huge and bring nightmare. it somewhere with an and go to like yeah. just post up at an all night coffee shop or yeah. something. Which we're in the middle of goddamn way down in Silver Lake, so it would have been a pain in the ass to find that. We're in a non-local place. Now this Airbnb doesn't have any wireless, or it just is too slow. Just has wi- wireless. My PC is a standalone PC. Oh, so I'm like, oh, so okay. you could go like, for example, you could one solution probably be like to try and get Amazon to one hour deliver you like a net USB net plug. That yes, has wireless if it wasn't Sunday night at like right. ten, okay, ten thirty p.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Should we just start packing up and move this in and just go down there? Yeah. Trying to figure all this out. And then I noticed there's like a vestigial little wireless nub uh, on the back of the so thing. So it does have wireless. It does have one. It doesn't have an antenna. You it just, just has you a – You never screwed it in just, the antenna. It's not even a screw. It's like inside the machine. Like this was wire – this motherboard could have it, but there's nothing connecting right. to the machine. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, well, I take a – and we're not in our house, right? We're not – I don't have access to anything. So I, I take a phone line that we're not – that of this Airbnb. A phone line? Cut it and then strip off the wire on the inside and plug you it through the You never told me this. Holy it's shit. Hugged, so it's a little tiny six inches yeah. of wire. Yeah. It can't talk to the Wi-Fi, which is God knows where in this complex. Right. You have no idea where it is. But if I put my phone right next to it, right next to it, it can see that Wi-Fi. Like right there. Are you fucking kidding me right now? It gets worse. Okay. So then I'm and like, and your phone can't like USB bridge this shit. No, it can. Oh, it can. The, the it can totally do that. And I'm like, right. big two thumbs up. Okay. Right. So I plug that in. The problem is, is where we are in Silver Lake gets almost no bars. So I'm getting like a k a second. I'm like, this is not going to download. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. all right, we're back to packing it yeah. up. But then I realize it can also bridge. To a uh, what's 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 it called? Um, Bluetooth. Then oh. then I go. Okay, wait a second. I have a laptop here that is connected oh, to the Wi-Fi. Okay. So then yeah, it yeah, went yeah, yeah. from the phone bridge to Bluetooth. Bluetooth <laughs> the laptop using the Windows 10 hotspot to what the Wi-Fi, the and then it downloaded. And it still took like yeah, 90 minutes. I bet. And then I rendered the whole thing. It was faster this time. It only took 30 minutes. I forgot because we were doing the color correction stuff, so there's not a lot of pieces. So I rendered that out in three hours. I realized I have not turned on the goddamn titles. Right. So there were no titles or credits. Oh, so God. I was like, fuck. So at 4 in the morning, turn all the titles back on, render again, and at 9.30, later than we expected, they just got in the car and drove as fast as they could to get over God to Simple PCP and give, them the D- and give them the action. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, don't recommend it. But yeah, this is – and that was just – so we when we went to um, – I love how they're like, look, there's no way that the amount of amazing – architectural changes that are just mind-blowing architectural changes we make to premiere every version yeah. completely precludes the possibility of loading an old file. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you talking right. about? Or or at least, like, I didn't use any of the new features, obviously. We couldn't. We were yeah. yet there. I've had, I also have, I can't render some of our short films because the filters that were used on them are no longer in Premiere. It's, they have just, fucking ridiculous. it's, it should be illegal in my opinion. It's, a- it's, <laughs> it's like that's changing people. 
there is a lot of digital movies that people yep. and the prop the the only real saving grace is you know when people like do criterion correct collection stuff of film yep. they like digitize redigitize the film and color correct yeah. every frame at a time yeah. So, like, these problems where you're like, oh, this filter doesn't work. They'll just be like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll remake we're it. Gonna remi- yeah. We're going to reprogram a filter that did what that filter yeah, did, yeah. and we'll do it. That, but at the same time, you're like, this is silly. We should just be to the point where we can do exactactness forever and but ever. But the hilarious yeah. thing, too, is, like, Premiere just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, I've used it before. It's completely useless. They'll just it be clear. do anything. This was also, like, a 2018 dot. Yeah. Four to 2018.9, there were no new features. It's just a few little bullshit things like, oh, HDR support yeah. if you want to do that. That sort of doesn't work. So it, there was no reason to change the file format in any case other than like, to force people to keep updating. I feel like Granny today loads Granny files yeah, for sure. from when I released 2.0. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's I can, way I, more complicated. I can recompress a Smacker file from 1993. What are they They're doing? They're still in there. Why are they so bad I still read flick files God, from Autodesk. No, I mean, it's Premiere is like a glorified edit decision list. Yeah. I mean, it's pathetic. Yeah. Like, it's not even... <sighs> yeah. Anyway. It also still doesn't even work the way you really want some of these things to work. Like, Sean's little editor he wrote for his music stuff that he's been doing is an, an interesting way to edit a certain kind of thing that I'd never seen before, which was cool, where you're like, the timeline is fixed to the original length, and then you can move things out within then, and if there's no, if there's a gap where you've deleted stuff, when you render it, snaps it together. So it yeah. leaves you this nice thing where like, it's still Final in the Cut space. Works, right? Oh, really? I haven't used yeah, Final the, Cut. Final Cut 10 introduced yeah. this thing called like Elastic Time. I don't know. Yeah, some weird name. So they, they Pro- do. Maybe it's patented. They, Who knows? I don't know. It. Mm, I guess it could be, yeah. but it'd be pretty tough to patent. I suppose. No, I mean all this These stuff days, is jackass. It's harder. Yeah. Anyway, it's not as easy to that was a, that was a very long sidetrack of, and I can't even remember how we got here, other than the fact that yes, staying off the network is the only way to stay safe. Uh, so, so so we do have we we've only gone for thirty minutes, so we can actually no, do what we're, we're gonna going do to it. do. No, this we is, we're going to keep it going. All right, so read this story because this is the future, my friends. So I guess what I would say is, for those of you who have been longtime listeners to the podcast, mm-hmm. now you know that we have covered a number of ways in which robots yeah. will will or have already, depending on who you are and where you are, work so well, impact your life, <laughs> impact. right? We've covered how they will impact you emotionally, mm-hmm. psychologically, sexually, sexually big time. especially sexually. Yeah, we covered that plenty of um, times. And also how they will eventually rise up and destroy the world, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know how you want to say that. This yeah. might be affecting you uh, authoritarianly, right, let's right, say, or exterminationally. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you remember correctly, one of the things we covered. One of the things we covered yes. was a wonderful new robot invention. That was designed to care for the elderly. I don't know if you remember this. It was in season four, I think. It was for the elderly. It might have been season three. I mean, I remember an season elderly. Season three or season four. Could have been season three, yeah. actually, now I think about it. It might have been season three. Was it the Honda robot? It was, a, it was effectively a, like, maybe what you might call like a crappy bottom of a Segway. Right. With a pole on top. Oh, that's not the one I'm thinking right? of. It's just right. a pole and then like an iPad. Right. Right? And right. the idea was this thing would fucking drive around. Well, wait. I thought that it, one was not for the elderly. It was for 
taking remotely managing employees wasn't and it? taking care of the, they okay. listed like oh, I they see. listed some things yeah. taking care of the oh that's elderly. right because the elderly would be terrified of it i don't know we, we were like yeah. are you serious like yeah. your fucking like 80 year old yeah you know grandpa or whatever's gonna want this thing driving around yeah. his house like but yeah man like managers walking the floor or whatever yeah. like it, all of them sounded yeah. really bad they were yeah. like are you sure you want to do this mm-hmm. i heard richard garriott does that no. He lives in New York and then FaceTimes, I mean, has a, one of those little no, guys. No, that, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to say it was Richard Garriott. That's amazing. Well, we'll it's either we'll him or Will Wright. Uh, the two people I can think of in my head who would do some shit like that, like, those are the, those are them. You're not surprising me. Yeah. I'm just depressed. <laughs> like, I don't not believe you. I'm just sad about it. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm just te- yeah, let me know what you filed. R- Richard, uh, all I had to do is type in Garriott Robot. <laughs> Richard Garriott runs his co- a company using a robot stand-in. Richard Garriott over to the plen- portalarium runs his company in the Segway-type robot called oh the QB60, God. which might even be the exact What thing. we were talking yeah. about, for all we know. It takes a special person to hear about the, 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 the Roomba with a stick and a FaceTime and go, you know what? That's brilliant. I just... Do not okay. So, what do you think his robot? You know, he took the name Lord British <laughs> as like a sixteen-year-old. What is that like, Sir Roomba the Ballad? Like something? <laughs> <laughs> like That's he's got to have some You're crazy so British right. name, right? You're he's so got right. to have like it's gonna have that little Lord British signature like below oh, the time. screen or yeah. whatever, right? And it's not gonna come in the room like yeah. normally sci-fi comes through and be like right. beep bop boop bop right. three thousand, right? This one's gonna be like what? Well met, good traveler. <laughs> you know, the little robot will like right. bow like a little bit or right, something right. and then wheel around, right? Like you have encountered oh the mana five thousand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, sidetrack. Wow, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. I... What the thing that that uh, I suppose <laughs> So so normally what you'd think of Oh, you... he has a name for it. Okay, give it give it give it here. It's named Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it actually smaller though? I don't know it. That's it, the it... only thing. Yeah, oh, I have no idea. Okay, let's not get into this. This is a nightmare. This is really good, though. It's an open source robot. All right. Well, okay. there you go. Well, here's another thing I would say about that, because I was going to mm-hmm. ask a question, and then I realized I don't need to ask the question because it's, like, self-answering. Now, it's going to say something along the lines of, like, what manager actually thinks that they're ever going to help anything by having this there? Like, just not... Yeah. Being there at all would be better than this, probably. Yeah. And then I realized... Well, it would engender the worst. It feels... Oh, my God. It feels worse than having security cameras in your office. This thing rolling way, around... Well, it's way worse yeah. because not only does it have the weird, like, creepy, like, we're looking over you, but it also sends a message that I'm just too fucking, like, <laughs> good... Like, yeah. too fucking above this shit to actually show up right. to work. <laughs> I guess. I'm in a better place... Watching you in a worse place. I just want you to keep working, right. and I don't want to do that thing. Right. Right. Like, whatever it is you're doing. But anyway, what I realized is it's kind of self-answering, because you're like, no, exactly the kind of manager who would get this robot 
is the kind that would think that somehow this is helping. They're the same people oh, who yeah. thought they were that they were helping when they were there and yeah, weren't. Yeah. You're right? Right. <laughs> like like the same kind of manager who sucks at managing in person will now also get a robot to that suck is really virtually. Good. We right? should have like It's a Dunning Kruger bot. Right. Well, what we should have is you remember uh uh last one uh last week we talked about the fact that products emulate the companies in which they were built in. Oh, come with, not right. on the podcast. We talked about that. Just, Did we? Just, just you, me, and Fabian talked about that. Okay. I was saying Conway's Law's original paper oh, yeah, right. was actually pretty good. It's because a lot of those laws, like Godwin's Law or something like that, like, are just whatever. like internet things yeah. that people came up with. So I thought when people would say Conway's Law, I thought they were referring to something like that. Like something that some guy named Conway just said in passing that happens to sort of seem like it's true. But actually, Conway's Law was actually written by an actual guy named Conway in a paper where he talked about specific analyses of actual things that happened. And it's actually a very good paper. Right. Highly recommend it. And it, it, and it posits um, that just because the way so people are social, yes. that what a product made by a company or anything done by a company, the process that a company has, is going to mirror the, the hierarchy or the, or the layout of that company in some way. So if there's like a hardware and a software division, yeah. then you're going to feel that in the product, the yeah. separation of those yeah. things. And has in and yes, it is a good paper, and I read that since then. But my oh. thing was like, do you think like if Chris Ro- Roberts had a robot and Richard Garrett had a robot and Lauren Lanning or is that his name? Lauren Dodward, Lanning, okay. yeah, all had their own little personal robot. Mm-hmm. Would it all reflect <laughs> their <laughs> management style? Like, would the Chris Robert robot just have a money receptacle where you just throw <laughs> things in as it went by? Or, you know, it doesn't keep going. Like I guess I don't know. See, one of the things is that, like, if you... Like, Chris Roberts, for example, I don't get the sense... I mean... How should I say this? So, I don't... I've never worked with any of yeah, these people. Me and neither. only some of the people that you're mentioning are people who I actually know people well who work there right. and feel like I have a pretty good idea of what actually yeah. the situation was. And I would say that, like, the reason I said Will Wright and and Lord British was because those two struck me as people who really don't know how to manage anything at all. Like, I that's see. just not – they probably They're not managers. They They're probably should have stayed as game designers or whatever yeah. and, and just left it at that. But, like, that was kind of a situation they were in. And so it's less about being, like, a shitty manager and more like, okay, you tried to become a manager and that you weren't – either yeah, you so weren't cut off or you didn't try hard enough. I don't know what it is. Right. right. Some of those other people, like Chris Roberts sort of was a manager to a certain extent. Like he kind of or ran game runner or he whatever. ran the Wing yeah. Commander team and all that stuff. And as far as I can tell, Chris Roberts might actually be a good manager. What he's not is someone who knows limits, it seems like. Right? <laughs> I mean that's the only thing I can yeah. see from like he seems like he's genuinely in there trying to win it, right? Like right. he doesn't strike me as the like you know, as as the kind of person who would robot around. Like, I think he would be there trying right. to make it work. I don't know. That's just the vague impression I get because I I don't really know that many people who work with him since the origin days, right? right I right. know some of the origin, but um, well, also if they so really... I would say like his problem is just that he's like thinks he just wants to build the most like something that's the limit of what we'll get to someday, right? Like, and I totally I have this problem too, just not the way like. 
to his scale, right? right? So I get it. Like, I also want to do the right... Like, I want to... If you're going to build a space sim, why can't it do everything? everything like, why right. can't it be that we have ships with cargo bays that, that individuals can log on and play the guy who loads an actual thing into the cargo bay and then another guy plays the guy who drives it somewhere and then there's a shootout at that place and those people are mercenaries who are hired by someone using the in-game mercenary <laughs> hiring system. All of which governed by the laws that are passed by the council played by people who actually <laughs> log in. And you're like, I totally agree that I want to build that. I am 100% with you. <laughs> that will take hundreds of years. <laughs> And we will need millions of people over generations right. to make it happen. So could we ship something smaller first would yeah. be like all I would say, right? Yeah. So so that's the, the sense I get from him. Right. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's right. not true. Maybe he's a terrible manager. I don't know. But Who he knows? seems to me to just see it's the amb- an unchecked ambition problem, right. not that he's like an absentee boss or something. Yes. Well, and all of these things we're talking about are all pretty low uh, psychological overhead yeah. Versus what we're about to talk about, right. which is just yes. a, a whole new level of awesome. This was pretty good. So yeah. if you imagined in your head uh, this Lord British robot, for example, yeah. where Richard Garriott would wheel himself into a room right. on a stick and a little <laughs> like sort of, I'm guessing not, I'm guessing it buffers sometimes. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. it's like. Hangouts, well, especially right? if it's, not it's be the perfect. Ultima Online Network code. It's going to be super <laughs> laggy and glitchy. Just, eh. Well, he said it's open source, yeah. so it's probably worse yeah. than that code, okay. actually. Yeah, but all probably, right. yeah. Um, and you imagine, like, okay, it would be bad if I was working at that company. I don't really want the Richard Garriott thing wheeling up behind me and mm-hmm. trying to start a conversation. I can't even tell yeah. where its eyes are looking because it's yeah. just a video, right? But... Ask yourself, what's the worst situation? Yeah. Ask yourself right now before we tell you what this is about. What's the worst thing that you could have to interface with the Richard Garrett robot? What's the worst scenario in your life that you can imagine Richard Garrett wheeling in on a little robot stand yeah. Yeah. and telling you? Right. And the answer, for those of you who haven't come up with it yourself yet, is this following article from KTVU. And the headline simply says, Doctor tells patient he doesn't have long to live through hospital robots video screen. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Which is right. fantastic. Right. When Ernest Quintana went into Kaiser Permanente Medical Center's emergency department in Fremont on Sunday. Uh, this is in California, yeah. not Fremont. Uh, there's a lot of Fremont. Yeah. There. This is Fremont, California. His wife of 58 years, his son... Whoa. Daughter. Whoa. And granddaughter. Right. Okay, just so you know who's in the room. Yeah, right. All worried about the 79-year-old man. Right, all right. So his he's whole family is at his bedside. He's almost 80. Obviously, they at least tolerate, if not love, this granddaughter. Because they are there. Yeah, Right? Yeah. This is not... Exactly. This is like a family who cares about what happened mm-hmm. to grandpa. Yeah. Okay? They say it was hard enough to learn that his lungs were failing. Right. But they couldn't believe it when a hospital robot entered his room and they got the news through a doctor on the robot's video screen. (laughs) Quintana's granddaughter was in the ICU by his side and she said at first the nurse came in. The nurse came around and said the doctor was going to make rounds and I thought, okay, no big deal. I'm here. A short time later, a robot arrived in the room. (laughs) 
A doctor appeared on a video screen. Wilhelm took cell phone video so she could show her mother and grandmother the test results. Okay. So now, okay, here's one thing I will say. Yeah. I just want to intercede here because I'd forgotten this part of this. It was a long time since we were seeing this article. I forgot something here. Yeah. Previously, I thought that the technological disaster that, that this represents was entirely on Kaiser Permanente. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I recalled. Right. But now, as I'm reading more closely, what I realize is that the, the malpractice, the technological malpractice, if you were, <laughs> if you will, yeah. is actually being perpetrated by the victim as well. Because they are taking a cell phone video of the robot. Oh, okay, right, right. So it's pretty hard to argue that you don't want to get your bad news through a video screen when you're about to send it to your family on a video, video screen. screen. I see. But but the 79-year-old who's never seen a screen yeah, yeah, yeah. in it his I'm life. Just, I'm just saying, now we're getting... It turns out right. that the whole scenario is rotten to the core. Yeah. But let me keep going. Yeah. Let me keep I would... I, I, I mean... You know, there's an at least a third dimension to the rottenness of the robot moving yes. around yeah. as well. Well, all I'm saying is... I just, just imagine he delivers the news and he's like, I'm going to let you come to terms with this. And then <laughs> it turns around. You just yeah. get the ass yeah. end of the right. robot yeah. as it yeah. goes, yeah. bumps on the door yeah. frame, yeah. bang, yeah. Yeah. bang, yeah. bang, yeah. bang, bang, <laughs> and then it goes out the door. It's worse. Best case scenario, it doesn't knock anything over on right. the way. Best Absolutely. case. Like that's, right. that's the Pulls thing. Pulls the homework. plug accidentally. All I'm saying yeah. is that in the optimal scenario, where Kaiser Permanente was delivering world-class service. Right. Everyone else is still getting it from a video screen. Yeah, everyone else the in the Because the granddaughter family. was apparently too lazy to call right. and tell them. Right. right. Personally. Right. Or tell them in person. Right. Well, so we're complaining about something that we ourselves are about to do. Yes. That is all I'm trying to say. I'm just saying the patient choosing right. to share how they want to share. The doctor... The yeah. d- doctors go to classes on how right. to deliver this yes. kind of news, yes, exactly. and I guarantee you, yeah, yeah. there's nothing about no, it is. how to how connect you know? up Skype. How do you know? It's not in Maybe the class. Maybe like the class is like, okay, how to pilot your robot when you're going to deliver right. bad news, right? <laughs> you want it to kind of tip a little and come in slowly, <laughs> right. right? Don't wang on in there, right? Don't come in fast. You don't come in fast on a bad it news seems poll. Th- right, yeah. right. Good point, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be part of this. Yeah. Anyway. I think <clears throat> half of the class would have to be how to get Skype to connect. But then we get into I like guess the- I just want some acknowledgement here on the point that if this woman had zoomed in her cell phone camera close enough... Nobody else would even know that it was being shown on a robot. Okay, that's yeah. the point here. Yeah. All right. This is like if you got yeah. the bad if you got the news that you were dying through Facebook and then you yeah. posted a Facebook message complaining about it. I'm like, "No, that's your it's all the same here. You see, you send your bad messages the same it, way he does." It, right? Yeah, I'm just anyway. saying, yeah, continue. <clears throat> I think we all understand the difference between these levels of shittiness, yes. but <clears throat> Over the robot's video screen, Willarm says she and her grandfather learned that Quintana's lungs were failing and he did not have long to live. You might... It doesn't really say what I... Please tell me this is a misprint. You might not make it home, the doctor said on the screen. <laughs> is that real? You might not make it home, 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 That's what it's going to do, right? Now, it's essential if you want... The greatest chance of survival that you've right. given. Like, 
<laughs> take, but definitely don't. In you no cases. That? Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Okay. For all we know, actually, maybe that's not what the guy said. Maybe he's like, your lungs aren't failing. Right. And the fucking that's compression true. like totally ruined it. And yeah, that exactly. Yeah. And then he just went on a bucket lift rampage. Okay. Devastated, I was going to lose my grandfather. We knew that this was coming and that he was very sick, but I don't think somebody should get the news delivered that way. It should have been a human coming in. Daughter Catherine Quintana says the family is also upset because her father had trouble hearing the doctor through the robot speaker, forcing Willem to relay the terrible news. So here's what I will say. That is definitely true. Right. You can never fucking hear these things. Yes. It's, it's a real pain in the ass. Right. You have to have Bluetooth for the patient to hear the robot. Exactly. Pairing. Please type in 397456 as your pairing member. Here's the thing. <laughs> Let's see what Kaiser Permanente has to say about this. Right. This because seems like... Now I'm expecting... Damage control. I'm expecting the whole, like, yeah. this is not who we are speech. Like, right. this, like what we, you know, we didn't live up to expectations. We're going to use this soul as a, searching, a learning, learning experience. experience. Yep. Like, whatever the, the like, template they yep. download uh, that, that says that stuff. Well, that the robot that they use to, to generate the HR the, yeah, exactly. response to bad okay. news. Okay, okay. <laughs> if the CEO of Kaiser Permanente had wheeled out on a robot screen to deliver <laughs> to the, the apology, <laughs> then I would give it to them. Okay, I would, I would have been too. like, you're, I think, I'd be like, you're yes. awesome, right? I'm like, yeah. that is right. Yeah, okay. you have nailed it. You're totally you fucking nailed it. Right. This yes. is just how we all do yes. our job. Yes, it's like. <laughs> I realize we did not live up to expectations. <laughs> I like that there should now. be a human unit deployed in circumstances when what we understand now to be bad news <laughs> is to be delivered. We are currently trying to determine like what a human these. being considers bad news. This is we not who we are. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, wait. Finish what he said. So... The wife. Well, well, what is Kaiser? So the senior vice president I'm Michelle Gaskell Hames offered a written statement. So yeah. she was like, "I'm not going to stoop to having a robot. I'm just going to print it out on a piece right. of paper for right. the personal touch." Right. She says, "We offer our sincere condolences," said Kaiser Permanente senior vice president Michelle Gaskell Hames in a written statement. We use video technology as an appropriate enhancement to the care team. And a way to bring additional consultative expertise to the bedside. Right. You know, you can tell they've just got, like, if you sat down in a meeting at Kaiser Permanente, there'd be all sorts of words you've never heard before. Yeah, for like, sure. Yes. Yeah. Like, how do we upcare our residual encouragements <laughs> to improve moralities or whatever right. the fuck? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Catherine Quintana said her, she and her mother asked hospital staff about how the robot was used. It's policy. That's what we do now. That's what we were told, said Catherine Quintana. This is a highly unusual circumstance. We regret falling short in meeting the patient's and family's expectations in this situation, and we will use this as an opportunity to there review our practices and standards with the care team. That's what right. the statement says. All right. So there's actually the full statement here. I don't think there's well, really not, anything. It doesn't yeah. look like there's anything else in it that wasn't already mentioned there. All right. It does say our healthcare staff receive extensive training in the use of telemedicine. It is very interesting that no one from Kaiser Permanente apparently is showing up in person for anything. Written right. statements, all this. Right. This They're is like, absolutely no. some robot yes. or alien right, right, that right. is now running Kaiser Permanente. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, his it, lungs are fine. They just need them <laughs> for the new lung bot that they're building, right? <laughs> He's fine. This poor bastard is just patient zero of the oncoming. We regret slug. to inform you that you do not have long to live. Your lungs are or will be failing. <laughs> we need them. Please give me your lungs. Give us your lungs. We need tissue. Sample of lungs. <laughs> Building new bot in back. Need sample of lungs. <laughs> Having trouble processing oxygen in central computer. <laughs> Must patch tear using human lungs. Oh, I'm dying. So, yeah, so we've just figured out the real story here. Kaiser Permanente. It, there's there, not a single human in the building okay, other than the patients. If you were to make up a joke name... Mm-hmm. In a Harlan Ellison novel or something about harvesting humans f- by setting up a fake like place <laughs> where people went for surgery, right? It would probably be called Kaiser Permanente. Permanente like, feels you, really good. That's yeah. not a name anyone calls a health company on purpose, right? Right? right. They're usually called something. Sounds like an arms dealer. Exactly. Yeah. It, right. It, <laughs> <laughs> right. Here at Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> hospitals right. and lethal devices yeah. department. It's like, well, it turns out it was a hospital. We thought it was no. someone who manufactured helicopters, no. but it turns out no. it was a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> Those are human dicing machines. They're not <laughs> helicopters at all. Oh, my bad. No, this is bananas. And uh, yeah, and they don't even address the fact that like, where is the judgment that led to him just like, all right, this is this. I am so inured to dealing with bad news that yes. the robot did not seem crazy to me. I just booted up and like, I'm going to go tell 20 well, people that they're about to die. Well, what you'll notice from the statement that was read there um, from the senior VP or whatever is it was an apology and said, we're going to read the practices. Nowhere, like a lot of times they'll be like, that employee was not supposed yeah. to call the cops on the minority person in the thing. Right. right They'll right. be like, that was not right. And we're looking like we might fire them or right. we're going to like retrain everybody. They no. didn't mention any of that. No. They were just like, it caught them by surprise that someone might not have wanted yeah, the, yeah. the death news. The like, you're about to die to be. So like, from what I can tell, they were just like, oh. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you didn't be... like that? That was not an improvement. Okay. Wait. All right. Um, I guess we shouldn't have bought that optional feature on yeah. the, the you know we because yeah. you have the bot and then you buy you check all the software yeah. that you want with it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Two way audio, yeah. two way video. Right. Death. And then they said death news. Death news. And we're like, oh, we yeah. should never have bought that. The yes. death news that's completely wasted if we yeah. can't use the death news. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Michelle, I can't remember her name, Michelle something, Hames, or whatever it was. Maybe Is that the, the patient's daughter? No, no, that's the VP, senior VP. Oh, okay, right. Maybe, the, maybe she'll issue a new written statement. It's like, look, we've learned a lot from this. Yeah. We know that this was jarring. Right. That this robot came in and then told a patient that they were about to die. So what we've done <laughs> is we've upgraded our robots. And now the robots have a light on them. And if it's green when it wheels in, it means you're not about to die. And if it's red when it wheels in, it means you are. So you can just see as it comes in, you nobody no surprises. If the red light's on, 
Bad news. I thought you were about, about to, to say die. we 3D printed a bunch of poser models. Of like <laughs> in T-pose, the doctor coming in sideways because he doesn't yeah. fit through the doorway yeah. with his arms out. Then a weird mouth goes, yes. hello. Yeah. <laughs> I am sorry to inform you. This is the hardest part of the job. The other thing I thought about was this doctor. Would you, know, you like me to hold your hand? If so, please place your hand into my hand receptacle. <laughs> It doesn't bend. It doesn't bend. <laughs> Don't bend Put it. Put it into the hand. The, um, the, uh, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, when online poker was a thing and people sort were of. playing like a hundred hands of poker right, right, at right. the same time. They yes. had like four monitors were, with a hundred. The Charles Bloom console. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And there's all these poker tables yes. and they're clicking on everything. Okay. You think he's giving out bad news oh my all God. across the Kaiser Permanente shit, network? Dude. Okay, okay, he's wait. He's just, he's the bad news bearer. Wait he's a minute. He's just like, tunk, hold on, and then... Every- so many questions yeah. right now did not even consider that. So you think, first of all, we don't know... Well, that's the whole point of you. How many robots. robots this guy might be connected to? Absolutely. I think, oh, I would oh. hope more than one, because otherwise there's no reason except wow. if he's disabled for him not to right. walk around. that's a good point. It's faster that's for a him good to point. walk. So he must be connected to multiple, to multiple robots. Holy I would assume because that's the cost-saving part of this is that Dude. he's dealing with, all right, I'm going to log off that one and then just matrix over to Pennsylvania and tell this guy he's got, <laughs> you know, cancer of the <laughs> adenoids, pop back over here and he said, so yeah, the think, transplant's so been in rejected. Your, in your mind, there is a scenario where that doctor... He's the bad news guy. Where that doctor is literally sitting in front of a giant console and he's like, oh shit, I, yeah, I got a tea time at like 9.30. I got to get through these. Beep, bad news, you got cancer. Beep, bad news, rectal cancer. Beep, bad news, lung cancer. Beep, right. bad, All right, I'm out of here. Right. Like that kind of thing. You, I wasn't thinking because he was busy. I was thinking this is his job nine to five. He just sits oh, there. Oh, so he's just... He's just the robot right. that comes in and delivers okay. the bad news. All right. He so went through the like, training. They were like, okay, we've, we've... It's too expensive to send all our doctors to compassion training. And we wheeled all our doctors into, like, you know, the Myers-Briggs test. And we found the sociopath. <laughs> and we just said, look, dude, this is you're it. not going to care. <laughs> right. So you're the one who has to do this. Because everyone else right. would be fucking killing themselves at the end of the day. Right. So you're just going to sit you down for here. Some reason. Right. Right. <clears throat> and go nuts. Right. I like don't know if they why I said Myers Dexter... sociopaths. Those yeah. aren't related, but you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, if they put Dexter or somebody on exactly. that job, he'd love it yeah. all day long. I'm sorry you have lung cancer. Great. Goodbye. I'm sorry you also have <laughs> lung cancer. Goodbye. And the patient's like, also? Oh, sorry. I mean, you have yeah. lung cancer. Yes. Never mind what I said before. I was talking about the person in room 32. <laughs> if you guys want to go to a support group or something. Right, in Arizona. I mean, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is the future, my friend. It's already like tech support is nowhere near where you bought the stuff. So I don't think you understand just the... how the future it is. I don't know if you saw at CES, they announced that weird fucking neon thing. No, I don't. The virtual the... humans thing. No, I didn't see that. So basically like Samsung bought them or somebody. Okay. There's basically a company that's like literally just like all they do is virtual humans on a screen. Okay. Okay. So, like, for you, have you ever seen one of those super shitty things where you walk into like 
I don't know, like a high-end store or like an amusement park. And there's a screen that's roughly human-sized and it plays like a recording of somebody there going like, Welcome to Disney's Spectacular-Rama. Right behind you is where over 17,000 watts of electricity per light bulb are used to create the illusion of a giant tortoise. And you're just like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? Right, that thing... There's a company that's that's all they do. Oh, I is see. Is those, those that you now can interact with apparently. So like you can say like, "Wow, a giant tortoise," and they're like, "That's right, Carl. That is a giant tortoise." Yeah. And so that I should buy those for GDC, and then just we all stay home. Yes. And then we just have these little people yes. that Virtual run around Jeff. on our red carpet. Well, what I'm basically saying is, this grandfather and granddaughter maybe they yeah. were lucky. There was an actual doctor at the end of the screen. Yes, that's Pretty true. soon, the person who tells you your lungs are failing imminently yeah. is just going to be a simulation of a human. Yeah. It's not even going to be a human, let there, alone in person. There is a frustrating thing when you complain about something and, like, you know, you used to complain about something and they wouldn't fix it. So you call the bank and you're like, you guys fucked up the wire again. Right, right, like, right. And you're just screaming at them. Yeah. And they might... They, they they just are like, well, we'll do it, you know, they do, they'll do it again or yeah. whatever. And they don't give you anything, right? right? They're just like, well, okay, let me just do it again. Because yeah. they're getting yelled at yeah. or whatever. And so they're like yeah. being a human being and right. getting a little antsy back. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I will say I prefer that little shittiness feedback than the new thing. Okay. Which is there, which is they've all gone there. It's just a new style of training of like, Oh, that is really bad. I would be bad in right, your shoes right. too. And you just feel like you're being handled. Right. Right. Cause you are. Yeah. I, and I just, it, at least let's have the human thing of like, I, I mean, I don't like either scenario. It'd right, be right. nice if they're if less like, Oh, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. but th- this weird new thing where they're just like just just handling your anger by being a weird anger sponge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels way worse than being an anger deflector where it just bounces off them and yeah. some amount comes back to you. Yeah. Right? I don't know. But yeah, that sounds really, really scary. Well, well I don't know what to tell you, Jeff. Well, that is a pretty good story. Um, that was worse than I was expecting. Yeah. It got a little dark by the end. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess, like, I don't know what the fallout from this was. I don't do remember think, seeing any Do you think the CEO discussion. of Kaiser Permanente has a much bigger video screen than the underlings? Like, his is like a 44-inch yeah. TV, yep. and that Roomba's really wheezing. Yeah. But well, his is big. Do you remember the comic book Saga? No. So there's a race of people in, or species of people. I don't know how do you, which term that would okay. be. But like, there is like an alien set of aliens who have televisions for heads. Okay. And like, I think the king is like a giant, a giant. Like, plasma display or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So he would have the. That TV. would be him. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you got to go with uh, with the seniority there. Right. Right. Absolutely. I hope some of them are running around. Just saying HDMI input lost. The speaker still works. So they're just coming up or they're like input to selected and they come up to you and yell at you. Can't you see what I mean? You're like, I guess no one wants to fix it or press the button to get it to the right input. 
Well, also, so I'm <laughs> hoping, but I guess I don't know, that at some point we've had some pretty serious accidents, like the robot wheels into your room and the screen comes on and it's just that dude like fucking like one of his coworkers on like a table <laughs> right i mean because yeah. like who knows when that thing turns on yeah and like what you see uh when it does right yeah or him like just cursing like god damn these patients the fucking worst like yeah because it didn't turn off and it's walking down the hallway like cursing yeah, and yeah, saying yeah. like or yelling at somebody on the phone oh it's not good my friend no well if you have a robot injuring the elderly, you, you know we want to see it. That's a good point. Yeah. We do. Yeah. If you have any robot injury, any robot lack of compassion. Yes. In fact, we are basically like a personal injury law firm for robot yes. things, except we don't actually get you any money. No, no. We, we just but get we talk amusement. about it. <laughs> we you can we offer that. you the restitution emotionally, if right. not financially. <laughs> Right, what exactly. We, what we don't provide in compensation, we provide in uh, empathy. Yeah, let's, let's say, say empathy. Let's yeah. just call it that for now. <laughs> All right, folks. If you have some information about robots you would like us to discuss on an upcoming version of the Jeff and Casey show, hopefully not as depressing as that particular story, <laughs> you can always email podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com and we will take a look. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.